Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we're back. I'm drinking bourbon tonight, Corey. I'm drinking water tonight, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's been a, it's, we're recording for the first time, like, in later at night that is like it, it was a thing for a while we were like recording later and then we kind of shifted earlier and this is the first time in a while that we've recorded later so it's like yeah. you know it's it's the drinking hour it's the arcade time. cozy after dark edition after dark edition um yeah it's uh no we've it's it's kind of nice being back in late night yeah. Talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have the, I mean, I don't get to use it very often, but I do have the like slow piano, like, uh, yeah. you know, room music that I use Honestly. for like special episodes. Maybe I should just throw it in for the like, hey, just I'm for this. About it. Just hey, right. let's do I'm it. Uh, um, how's your week been, Corey? It's been a good, a good week. Yeah. A good week. Yeah. That's what I like. I to can't do. complain. Had a wedding last weekend with one of my really good friends. I was in the wedding. It was a great time. And this week's been pretty chill with work. Um, been Very playing nice. so much Elden Ring. We're going to get yeah, into it have. in a little bit. Um, I've been playing so much Elden Ring. And um, yeah, I can't complain. What about you, man? Okay. How's your week been? Not too bad. Um, busy um is is a thing i can say like if you follow me on any of my social media stuff um i've recently been making kind of the push into some freelance work some mm-hmm. design stuff mm-hmm. um so kind of like laying the ground for some of that getting some of that ready um pretty much immediately after i kind of like made that a little bit more aware i started having people kind of hit me up about things even if it was just kind of like small like inquiries and stuff but like people who were legitimately like hey um maybe you could help with this like what are you what what are you doing um so i've had some of that come up i've had like some places around like locally who have mentioned you know having interest and so there's been a little bit of that and then plus the fact that i actually work a an actual job, a full-time yep. job that yep. um, also demands things of me. <laughs> That's um, tends to happen. Yeah. Um, and then plus, you know, we, with the house this week, it's been, um, we've been having the, if you're, if you're unaware, um, my wife and I had a house moved to some wooded property that her parents own that we're going to be buying shortly um, and we've been in the process or a guy, I say we, a guy has been in the process for the last week of clearing and grading a portion of the woods. Like we right. want the house in the woods, but they also need like 40 feet of lane basically yeah. for the house to get into the woods. Um, so that's been happening. A lot of cool stuff, a lot of neat stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Like, it's a lot of adult stuff. Yeah. And sometimes that's kind of exhausting. Yeah, I, I can see how that would be. And, you know, I agree. It, it can be tiring at times, but still exciting stuff. New house, plot of land. It's going to be a great little spot. It will. And that's the, that's the, you know, I've, I've mentioned it before on the show, Corey, but it's the sad reality is like, 
you know, you, you see it every week, but you know, what's going on behind me and my whole like desk setup, the fact that it's like yeah. so close to my face and everything. It's not, it, it was meant to be temporary. It's lasted years. Um, and it'll be nice when we get into the next house mm-hmm. to build out a space yep. that I can like more comfortably do this. Like yes. I have all the plans in the world. I'm going to mount this microphone Heck and it's going to yeah. swivel from my desk and yeah. I'm going to sit back in a chair with my cardigan and I'm going to just talk and who knows, maybe fall asleep in the middle of it. I don't know. And then wake up Honestly, halfway through the podcast. Doesn't sound too bad, really. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Corey, um, this week I, I've made a little bit of time for games. You've made a lot of time for games. Yes. Um, yes. And there's also like, there are a couple of, I mean, there's not really gaming news, but there are a couple of things. Corey, what do you, how do you feel about Goku in Fortnite? to be alive you know well there's so i mean there was naruto now there's goku um it is what i'm about it It, it's one of those things also at the same time where it's just like what even is fortnite anymore outside of just like random ip um, sponsorships like yeah you know it um i do i don't know if you saw it today um, but it was hilarious. Destiny released like their like Destiny Two released like what their skins look like or something. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's official. Um, I didn't look too into it, but it was essentially just like a carbon copy of like a Fortnite skin for like three different characters. I'm like, that can't be real. Yeah, that can't yeah. be real. And it could be. I don't know. But um, it's just one of those things of like it's invading like. Not in a bad way, I don't think, uh, but it's invading like every sphere of gaming at the moment. It, Fortnite is, yeah, it's nuts. And not it's a bad the ultimate, thing. like, no, I mean, it, and it has the. I mean, it's not a great comparison, but it has kind of the, like, I don't know, almost like high level Monday night f- football kind of appeal to it where it's like Mm. it is now the like it's kind of become this like fixture in the gaming environment that like people want to advertise with like it's not so much i mean it is actually like a good game but like that's the primary thing i feel like nowadays is that like it is the opportunity like if you're putting out you know there's a new dragon ball z movie coming out that's Mm -hmm. a lot of why that's happening now and you look at these things like whether it's that or mission impossible or you know whoever coming through or like a new uh john wick movie you know whatever that kind of stuff is like i mean it's almost like it's kind of like a slam dunk just to be like yeah we'll license out this likeness into Fortnite and basically have this marketing like you know you're probably paying like 300 million dollars or you know yeah. <laughs> whatever it is or or who knows i mean and that's the confusing thing is like who pays who is it Fortnite paying them the licensing rights and then they're getting that marketing or residuals or is it the opposite way around <laughs> originally it was probably them paying and now it's people yeah. paying them yeah. fun fact because yeah. you said mission impossible uh, there will not be mission impossible in Fortnite. do you know why no no because uh, tom cruise has a thing in like all of his contracts that like his likeness can't be used in video games 
I think I have heard that at some yeah. point. Like you saying that does sound really familiar to me. Um, mm-hmm. I thought there was some sort of Mission Impossible something in there. Maybe like decades ago, but like modern, Maybe. like Tom Cruise will not appear like in anything. Is Fast and Furious in Fortnite? Uh, I feel like Vin Diesel that, is. I'm trying to think of like no, what the I'm ro- thinking but The of. Rock is. The Rock is in Fortnite. The Rock is. So yeah. is Ariana Grande. Um, um, yep. I don't know if Vin Diesel is, but it feels like he should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Um, I mean, good on him though. Like, you know, having, having, I mean, he has the, he has the clout to be able to like swing that around, but yeah, I mean, sticking by your guns and just being like, I'm not going to do this ever. Yeah. <laughs> so just, um, so, so no for me dog. Yeah. Um, which I mean, yeah, is is something that can be potentially weird because in a lot of these cases, it's not just like John Wick, for instance. It's not John Wick as just a character. It's Keanu Reeves. Like, yes. and it's the same thing with, and now granted there is The Rock in there, but it, again, it's not like it's The Rock, the character. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like, and so you are agreeing to like your likeness being put yeah. into that space and that can be kind of weird. It reminds me of on old school Disney channel when it would be like an episode of like sweet life of Zach and Cody and randomly there's like three NBA players in there. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like. It's just like, yeah, why, why are you, what are you doing here? And it's like that pause, like, and it's just the crowd goes wild. Like the background vocals. Yep. That's what Fortnite feels like right now. It's just like, who's it going to be? <gasps> it's Goku. Oh, <laughs> And then in like two weeks, it'll be someone new and you'll be like, yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, it definitely has that. And and I think that like, that's the thing that I'm getting perspective of again, having a daughter is like to them, the TV fiction universe is so magical. And Mm -hmm. there is this kind of like, you know, seeing something like Fortnite does have this almost like limitless quantity quality to it for kids i imagine where it's like all of my favorite things being brought like being just sandwiched together in that same sort of feeling that you would see whenever you were a kid and you would see even if it wasn't like big names but you were watching like disney shows and disney would cross pollinate in that way or nickelodeon would cross and you would start seeing that kind of jimmy timmy power hour right it was like the coolest thing in the world because like your your stuff was just mixing together and it was possible now that they were all in the shared universe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it is a weird thing. Like I don't, I haven't played Fortnite in a very long time, but that's the thing that like the thing that did really interest me for the longest time was that like big overarching narrative, mm-hmm. like the big stuff that they would put out season to season. I don't know if that stuff's really going on so much anymore. I haven't heard about it. So I, I think don't really it still know, is, but nowhere to the degree that it initially was. Yeah. Um, but we do finally now have an answer who would win in a fight between Thanos, Darth Vader and Goku. Um, yeah. And it's whoever's behind the sticks. That's the <laughs> it's whoever's playing as them at that moment. Cause all of them can Kamehameha and yeah, uh, yeah. it's, <laughs> they're, they're on equal footing. Or um, throw a lightsaber. Yeah. Also true. Um, have you played Rumbleverse at all? Speaking of battle royales, it's the wrestling, but like uh battle royale game. No, that sounds that like, came out. That sounds incredible though. 
Yeah, it's like a, it's not even like wrestling wrestling. It is like, again, it's like Fortnite. Like it is like very cartoony, but it's all melee focused, I think. Can it be John So it's Cena? all like, I, I, who even knows? Maybe. I would love um, to I be. haven't played it, but it's like, but I mean, it is very over the top. Like, you know, there's a dude with like a chicken head and a guy in a cat costume and, um, and I mean, it's very, like, it's melee focused, yep. but I've actually heard like kind of good things. Like, I don't know if that's kind of across the board, but I remember seeing a couple of things where people were like, no, like, this is really good. This is like really cool. Okay. Um, so I kind of want to check it out. I don't know. I guess we'll I think, see. I yeah. Know. I think it'd be worth it. Maybe I'll check it out. Rumble yeah. For, okay. Yeah. Rumble verse. Yeah. I think it's the people who made... So Epic Games is publishing it, oh, um, but Iron Galaxy are the developers. I think they're the, what did they make? Sorry, we're, we're just going right now. Um, we lied, we're just baby. all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so they're the people that made uh, the Killer Instinct remakes okay. on Xbox. Yeah. But, and they've ported some stuff, like they ported the Overwatch port to Switch and, but yeah, and they ported the Skyrim port to Switch Mm. and, but like the only stuff they've really made is like Killer Instinct and Dive Kick, which I remember. Okay. Um, yeah, weird. Okay. Um, Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it out. Maybe next week, next week's episode, we'll have some. I'll have some thoughts. Um, but yeah, Corey, um, tell us, tell us a little bit about your Elden Ring journey. Cause you've been, you've been on a wild one. I've been texting you this week and you've been just going. Uh, so where was I at last week? Just to, you, it, it, it's a blur for me. Right yeah. Now. It, if I remember you were like, you were commander Neal, like, giant fire giant area so like i forgot getting there yeah yeah getting there but like you would kind of you know you were in that you were cresting the hill but you still weren't like quite there at the big stuff did i crest the hill though (laughs) (laughs) um so in the past week so i beat commander neal or niall or however you want to say it um Beat him, got the second half um, of a medallion that takes me to a secret area. Um, yeah, I, I want to avoid spoilers as best as I can um, at this point. Uh, we are talking about doing a bonus episode for Elden Ring here soon because, yeah, yeah. spoiler, I am almost done. When I say I'm almost done, literally, I, I am almost done. Um, but since then, I have... Um, gone and defeated a Moog, Lord of Blood. Um, so anyone nice. knows who that is. Um, be, hey, didn't summon anyone this time, people. Did it all me own. Um, it, what I found out was a far lower level than I should have been doing it. I did it at like level like 80 something. Um, okay. And I've seen like recommendations like uh, 90 to 100 something. Um, yeah. Because he leveled me up like 10 times, uh, which was sick. So beat him. Yeah. Which also too, I mean, like I, he was one of the ones who gave me the most trouble. So that was very impressive. Cause I was like 
well within the recommended level range and I still was struggling with them. Uh, I definitely struggled, but uh, it didn't take me too many tries. Uh, probably like five or six, I would say. Um, so I beat him. Uh, decided to say F it. And I went and beat um, Melania Belayda Mikola. Um, beat her within... 10-ish tries, I would say. Okay. Um, I did some people for that one, which I regret now, I would say. is one of those things where I'm like, oh, I wish I would have done that on my own. <laughs> and to be fair, though, um, I summoned two people. One of them died within like 20 seconds into the fight. And it's me and this other dude just doing our best. And he dies with like her at a fourth of health left. And um, I wrapped it up. So not as impressive as beating her solo, which again, I kind of wish I would have done. Um, It is what it is. Um, So did those two, which are the two, uh, two of the three of the big bads that I had, like I want to do before I finish the game. Um, Went beat fire giant. Oh gosh, that's just a, he is just a sack of hit points. Um, And then, uh, before I get in too much farther between those three, I have Moog's Dynasty Mausoleum, however you want to call it. And uh, very underwhelming. You can kind of just run through it all. Um yeah. for like what is I don't know, a hyped up dungeon in my brain. Yep. There wasn't much yep. to it. Um I found the lore implications there very interesting. Um but uh, the the halig tree, Michaela's halig tree, or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, one of the most yep. interesting areas in the game. Very oh, yeah. peaceful, surprisingly, I would say. Like all the enemies seem to be in like some sort of like praise like state or like worshipful mm-hmm. state. Um, like, don't get me wrong, it's extremely deadly. There's lots of stuff raring to kill you throughout. Yeah. Um but I found it visually extremely stunning as well. Um, it definitely felt like the, to my understanding, the lore idea of it was meant to be like a sanctuary um, yeah. for, oh, what were, what were they called? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I found that whole area fascinating. Uh, found Loretta, the boss uh, there as well. The actual Loretta, very difficult. Yeah. Um, very, very difficult, actually. Um, but overall that whole, the Halo tree, I think has been my favorite area in game. It's just yeah. stunning end to end. Um, from there, yeah, beat the fire giant, which was just kind of like, uh, thank the Lord that's over, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a feeling. Um, so since then, um, but like in too, in too much story stuff, um, I am, I went to, Farum Azula, um, finished Farum Azula in about two hours, um, <laughs> and went beat Melikith, the Black Blade, uh, there, yep. and then from there I worked my way back to beat the Dragon Lord Phylaxius, um, I believe that's his name, the two-headed guy, um, that is a sick fight. Yeah, um, yeah. that is 
one of the hypest fights in the game. It might be like the best fight in the game. You have this dragon that's just breathing gold flame, like hyper beams. It's like flying (laughs) out of the sky at you with lightning claws. It disappears. It's teleporting. It is nutty. Um, he was one of the only ones I didn't actually fight. You um, so I may need to go back and you need to go back and cause he, it is ju- from end to end. It is just epic. Um, I will, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, this should be the final fight. That is the vibe it gives like this, especially now. Uh, cause I am at the final fight. We'll get there. Um, but I found farm Azula just depressing. I think that's kind of the point. Like there's no color. Yeah. It's yeah. all like there's a black, massive white. tornado. And- yeah. Um, the lore implications are also interesting as well. Cause if it's like in the past, but not in the past, I don't know. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, I need to go. It's one of those things like once I beat Elden Ring, I'm like, okay, I need to go now watch the 40 minute YouTube video of like Elden Ring's lore explained. Um, and I'm gonna be like, oh, so that's what that means. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, beat Milliketh. Um, I found him not super difficult. Um, his first phase is honestly like a lot of nothing. As long as you like can keep like a healthy distance or just like stay on his backside. I'm like, no, second phase. Yeah pretty difficult um and then from there i have now um took down because it's like a boss rush took down the first one don't want to talk about that because that is big spoilers uh took down the actual godfrey um which that's also an insane fight too um super cool yeah just yep um Oh, it's a tough one because he's just relentless. Sorry, I'm kind of just giving a recap right now, but also no, this is no. every, everything I've done um, the past like week, and it is absolute blur. Yeah, um, well, and for anybody who's, I mean, for one, like, you know, I've not to say that people who who are listening don't care about Elden Ring or have like, you know, not not saying that everybody listening has like either checked out of Elden yep. Ring or played it through to completion. But, you know, it's also, you know, just just the names is not, you know, in some in some yeah. cases is not like the biggest spoiler in the world. Um, um so but, but it, it is all like in game stuff is what I've like been tackling and I would say succeeded at very well and I've just been enthralled by it it's just so good uh, i have run into a brick wall uh, strangely enough <laughs> of the final boss um and it's i don't know i guess it's just like was bound to happen considering everything i had kind of just like mowed through like hot butter essentially um but i am now in the final boss um and it's a two two-parter first part I honestly, I can take that guy down in less than 60 seconds about every other time. Um, it's like it takes like the right sequence of events for me to do it. Um, yep. But I have it down like to a science. It's the back half. And this is yep. something I talked about before in video games. Um, but it is it's just 
sucks is the best way I can describe it. It it is okay. Collect my thoughts here. I so and also like for anybody who um you know without like digging in too much and also too like you know for anybody who's like souls aware but is not like Elden Ring aware it is a very soulsy thing to do where you Mm. have this like two-tiered fight where it's like oh you fight this guy and he's pretty hard but then it's like oh before you like everything carries over and you immediately start this next fight and it's kind of like a monster or it's some sort of like you know big Right, some sort of something like that's vastly different from what you just fought before, and it's the same sort of kind of thing. And it's not so much that it's that it's all of a sudden you are it changes the rules on you, which is what I hate with games do. It establishes a set of rules, a set of patterns, and then it changes it for the sake of changing it. And so here you are presented with a gigantic monstrosity. Now, every other time you kind of come across these, you've been able to ride torrent in them to make up for the distance. Um, or if not, you're in a kind of in an enclosed area with this creature that yeah. can kind of move fast and from there. But this creature moves insanely fast, teleports around the arena, and I spend 80% of the fight just trying to get to him. And yeah. generally, my stamina reader meters out by the time I get there and I don't have it to dodge or attack or do anything. Oh, and it now spams AOE from a distance as well. And I, I just find it incredibly like infuriating that you get like, in my opinion, very handicapped mm-hmm. while it has like everything, not everything at its disposal, but just like almost gimmicky stuff of like, Oh, now I go under the map and appear halfway around, or I do this one attack where you can't track me, and now I'm like spamming you with like these long ranged attacks, and after three you're dead. But the two hit back to back kind of a thing. Um, yeah, it's just it's one of those things of like okay, I got to like figure out either a different build or like a different strategy because like this just is not working i've gotten close like three times when i say close i'm still like probably like six to eight hits away from doing it and that's like eight minutes there it's essentially (laughs) you know and yeah you have to be just perfect all the way to him to even get a hit and half the time when you get to him he just runs away from you and i'm just like this is just this is stupid. I would rather they had just beefed the first part of him, the first part of that fight, um, and just made that way more epic because that is such a cool fight. That also feels like a final boss fight. It is extremely exciting. The music's great. It's challenging. It hits hard. You hit hard against him as well. It feels like a slugfest. And it kind of feels like it's ending on a whimper also, in my opinion. And yeah, it's just not, not satisfying. And I don't think I will be satisfied when I beat him up. Like just thankfully, like I'm done kind of a thing. Yeah. And I, and I agree. Like I, I mean, I had a lot of trouble with Belden beast and, you know, didn't, 
didn't love it. Like didn't walk away thinking this was a really incredible fight. Like I would have, um, I mean, I agree. Like, I think, I think one of the, I mean, it's too like, it's too from software's like credit. Like they make so many good boss fights and so many like, yep. big climactic moments that, you know, it's easy for them to make their final boss, like maybe not the most like yep. exciting, like to not hit those same highs, um, which is, you know, it's a tough thing to kind of like overcome. Um, but yeah, I don't like, I feel like with Elden Ring, like they did a really good job of establishing this whole, like this whole lineage and this whole, like, you know, yes. all of these different characters that mm-hmm. were existing in this space, whether it was like, you know, Rani and Renala, or it was Godfrey and Godric and, you know, all of these like different characters that were kind of in the space. Mm-hmm. And so like having the final boss be like this, like this character that was very, I don't know, like, um, I'm going to say, do you mind if I, I think you already know this, but do you mind if I give you a little bit of Sekiro spoilers for Simon yeah. Corey? Knowing yeah. that you have I'm never going to finish um, Sekiro. Anybody, so. anybody listening to this, if you care about Sekiro, their previous game spoilers from three years ago, um, specifically like an ending or a couple of different endings, um, just skip ahead a little bit, but like, yeah. You know, the ending that I went through on Sekiro was this ending where essentially like there was a character who had been set up multiple times as being like the like he was your nemesis in a way. Like at the beginning, he struck you down. Then partway through the game, he you fight him on the top of this like tower effectively. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the game, he's like he's kind of starting to turn like he has this big dark arm and you can tell he's starting to like give in to some of like what's going on here mm-hmm. and you fight him and he's like tough, but not all that bad. And then like out of his body rips this, like, um, I don't even like a spiritual representation of like, I can't remember who I can't even remember like who the guy was relative, but like it was a character that existed in the game that was in there. You spoke to him plenty of times, but it was like a younger, more like just climactic version of him, like in Mm -hmm. his golden age, like it was the spirit of him in this state and you fight him and you go toe to toe with him through all of these different levels and stuff. And it felt very like, it felt personal. Like that whole exchange felt personal. And then there were other endings. Like there's an ending where like you're fighting your dad. Like he's the last Mm -hmm. boss you're fighting him. Like, and so like all of these endings were kind of taking that approach where it was like, you were fighting a very personal kind of thing. Um, Whereas with this, yeah, I mean, it does like there are lore reasons for why it exists, but it is a tough thing whenever like the first part of the battle is very like lore intensive. You've heard this name, you know, this character mm-hmm. to some extent. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, but now it's an alien. Yeah. Now the like the last last boss is an alien, though. Um, and so like, you know, what I imagine is going to end up happening is they'll 
like they'll really kind of drive it home through some sort of DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Bloodborne was a similar way with that. Like, um, I'm not going to throw in like more spoilers on top of right, everything, right. Like, single thing, but like Bloodborne had a very like specifically if you went like a certain direction, it had a very personal final, mm-hmm. like first phase final boss yep. fight. Mm-hmm. And then a like out of nowhere, like, alien Alien. monster Mm -hmm. like second phase boss fight um but the old hunters dlc which i actually never played um and should but i'm just like i have no idea how i would even go back to bloodborne after having not played it like i would have to start over i feel Mm -hmm. like at this point but um it was a lot of like these lore characters and a lot of like it, I mean, it really just like hammered home so many of these big lore points throughout the big game. And um, so I've heard a lot of people kind of mention that with DLC with Elden Ring, where it's like, okay, these characters that have been like living in the sidelines, um, they will make an appearance and mm-hmm. then that'll be like the, that'll be the good stuff. That'll be that big ending. That's what we want. Um, who knows? I don't know, but um, I think that would be the hope. Also, where I'm at is because throughout the game, all the like characters you come across, there's always like lore talk of like the Radon and Millennia fight. They talk about how Millennia and Mikla are like the twin prodigies. Ronnie's like the traitor, so on and so forth. Like all these different characters are like talked about and like reverence or like in disdain. And it feels as if they're just cutting their own story off at the knees with uh, here's the actual like darkness behind it all. Like, haha, alien, kill it. And, <laughs> you know, it, it it's annoying that way. But I think my biggest problem with it is just like the fight itself is just such just so gimmicky. Uh, I feel like I have to get absolutely lucky with like it's like fight pattern to have any hope of potentially beating it yeah so yeah yeah it's it's tough it's a you know it's a thing i i should be done with it this week um and i'm excited to talk about like do a full like spoiler dive into it with you who knows i could be done with it tomorrow we'll see um it is literally just getting it right i have another idea i might try a different summon i've been using the mimic spirit ash I did try mm-hmm. summoning people to help me with it. And uh, Radagon is so much tougher as soon as you bring in one other person to actually help you yep. that I'm just yep. like, why would I like have me and this other dude struggle with this guy when I know I can take him down in less than 60 seconds, pretty yep. much if every other time. So I can't, I honestly cannot remember which one I won it with because I do remember being in that state where it was like I was using the mimic tier a lot, but then there were a lot of people who were like, no, you should be using um it's called Black Knife Tish. That's Titch. what um one of um, our friends uh, I was talking with him about it at dinner and he yeah. was like, Try that one. I guarantee yeah. you that will make a world of difference because it's so much more aggressive. Yeah. And I remember I remember using that again, can't remember which one I actually like won it with technically, but I remember using the black knife for, you know, a number of tries. And yeah, I mean, that was one of the big things is like it, it's almost like a, this Dex tank 
build where mm. it's like dodging constantly and it's closing that gap and it's getting a lot more damage. Um, and so like it can, you know, as long as it can kind of like live through the first phase and get there, like you're doing, doing all right. Or if you don't have to use it during the first phase, then even better. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, they're, it, I think it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you just gotta, gotta keep tweaking, gotta keep trying mm. stuff and you know, I have to go get black knife teach. Um, yeah. That's why I realized I'm like, Oh, that's where that fight is. Yeah. He one shot at me when I came across him the first yeah. time. Granted I was level yeah. like 70. And so oh. hopefully, you know, another like 60 levels will make a, a big difference. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's, that's my plan to stroll in there and be like, Hey, I'm here for your ashes. Literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is my Elden Ring journey so far. Um, I don't know if I'll probably talk about it next week, just in the, Oh, I've beaten it, but I think the next time we'll talk about it will be our intended, um, bonus episode, uh, this yeah. month. Yeah. Um, but that's all I got on Elden Ring other than, Hey, sweet. I mean, this Elden Beast fight is bringing it down for me right now, but it's still like a 9.8 out of 10. Um, Oh yeah. It's yeah. so good. But, uh, tell us, yeah. um, tell everyone what you've been playing, Chris. That's it's enough of me for now. Um, <laughs> so well before i dive into like what i'm actively playing now um i finished persona 4 golden you did finally, you did after, yes yes <laughs> um finally after like i looked at like my first trophy whenever yeah. i started trying it was back in like 2016 Jeez. like i i mean it, obviously it wasn't the same save but it was like i'd been I've been Six intimately familiar with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's been a long time coming. Um, yeah. Finished it up. Um, really like really enjoyed because like, it's a very, it, it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it's a big old like Scooby-Doo mystery kind of thing. Um, and so like, you know, that was the big thing that I wanted to kind of get to was like, I didn't know. I mean, I had my suspicions of who I felt like the, the murderer in this case was. Um, but I didn't know, you know, it, I wanted to get to that point. I wanted to do that stuff. Um, so I got there and saw the end and stuff. And like, you know, admittedly, um, I think people can kind of go back and forth about like, what's better. I'm still in the camp where like, I prefer Persona 5. Um, even, Mm. even stripping away like the, um, some of the style and some of the modernity of it. Like I did like in retrospect did prefer a number of the characters from five, like Mm -hmm. maybe not all of them. Like, you know, I think in four, like Kanji is a really neat character. I think, um, Chie, Naoto, Mm -hmm. like their whole things, like. I know you may not recognize those names, but like they're, they have really neat stuff whenever you compare like, you know, in Persona 5, like Haru is fine, but she's kind of a potato and she kind of shows up at the end and like, there's not a whole lot there. Um, And so like, you know, they had really standout characters, but like, you know, the end felt less climactic, less big. Like I felt like there should be more and legitimately I did miss out on, um, if you like, if you remember anybody who's played Persona five Royal, there's an entire like section at the end. Mm-hmm. There's an entire like last dungeon essentially that like 
it isn't communicated so much, but like there is a character that you have to like max out social ranks with, and you have to kind of like do a couple of things before you get to certain points in the game. And if you don't, then that doesn't happen mm. at the end. Um, there's the same sort of setup in Persona 4, and I didn't really know it beforehand, but like I had passed that point and I was looking up some stuff, and it was like, oh, you need to be maxed out with this person. And I was at like level nine. So, and then, but had missed out on it. So like there was an entire like last dungeon that I didn't actually get to do. Um, and there's some other stuff that kind of feeds into the main narrative that I never got to do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's persona. I still really enjoyed it. I love that. I love the whole style of it and Mm -hmm. I'm excited to kind of, um, I'm excited to see how persona three is like persona three is supposed to be, the darkest of the three um, for a lot of, you know, reasons. Um, But it also is supposed to have like a really strong narrative and just like, you know, I'm excited for that to finally hit modern consoles and to kind Mm -hmm. of like see how that plays. Um, So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm very glad that I finally, I felt like I was never going to actually (laughs) finish Persona 4, but um, I got really into it there at the end. Like once stuff, once I started hitting new stuff, I was really into what was going down. So, um, so yeah, done with that. Um, May go back to it, may do like New Game Plus and actually kind of see the, um, I mean, maybe not for a while, but But (laughs) maybe around the time that everybody's playing like Persona 4, whenever it comes to modern stuff, maybe I'll go back and um, do that and, you know, see some of that stuff that I missed, but, um, but yeah, the, um, what I started playing though, and it's wake, um, still more multiverses still there. It's still happening. Yeah. Um, season one started now. Nothing's really changed. (laughs) Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm still enjoying it. It's fun. Um, they're supposed to come out with ranked mode and Morty's supposed to be hitting the, the, the drop. Give me a beat. Whenever season one was like launched, they revealed the Black Adam is gonna be coming, oh. and so's the uh, Gremlin from Gremlins. I think I don't know. <laughs> Wait, that's funny. Um, <laughs> that's really um, cool. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so there's there's some neat stuff, and like, um, you know, I'm still having fun with it. But like the the big thing that I started, I started Cult of the Lamb. Finally, Ooh. it's happened. Yeah. Um, Cult of the Lamb. Yeah, so the the negative stuff out of the way first, I've played like I've played probably like five hours of it, but only have about like two and a half to three hours of it actually saved because there's still some issues with like I don't know if it's a switch specific thing. I'm playing it on switch, but like there are some like soft locking issues, meaning like it's possible that while you're playing the game there can come a point where like something happens in this case it's like a gate just doesn't open and it's supposed to open but doesn't and no matter like what you do it doesn't open at all and you can't change it um and the only way to do it is just start a new game and stop playing that one Mm -hmm. um that's happened to me once i've heard of some people who it's happened to multiple times yep um that happened to me about two hours in i had to drop and move on um but 
Yeah. I mean, it's like, that's been a little bit negative. Um, that kind of like puts a little bit of a damper Mm -hmm. on the experience and like the switch version also like can be a little stuttery and some of that kind of stuff at times. Um, from what I understand that they're working on it, like patches are coming. So maybe it may, even by the time that this comes out, maybe like there's their fixes, who knows? Um, but I'm really enjoying it. Like it's, I mean, enjoying is a, is a weird way of phrasing it because like cult of the lamb for anybody who's not familiar is basically kind of like, what if Hades, but also animal crossing, but like at any point for no reason at all, you could murder a villager in the middle of the night. And like, that's kind of, that's a little bit of kind of what it is. Sounds incredible. Um, yeah, because like you are a lamb who has been killed, who who was mm. part of a cult, who was killed mm. and then raised back up by this, you know, imprisoned like deity named the one who waits. And the oh. one who waits wants you to kind of like do his bidding and raise a cult to like fight back and overthrow this other cult. And so Amazing. You do that. You create a cult and your entire like your time playing the game is kind of split between two things where it's either you're back at camp and you're doing camp things. You're interacting mm. with your cult members, you're cooking, you're giving a sermon, you're doing you're doing whatever. And there's like a day and night cycle and the, you know, stuff is kind of like constantly turning or you're out in the world you're doing the Hades stuff. You're doing that roguelike room to room kind of moving and fighting and you're collecting resources and beating bosses and like you're finding new followers and you're doing like all these kind of things. Um, and so like there's, it's very much kind of a balance between the two, but like the interesting thing about it is that like, is the cold aspect because like it is very like it's unsettling in like it's unsettling in obvious ways and it's unsettling in not so obvious ways. Like the obvious ways are the things where it's like, okay, there is a, so in my case, what's going on right now? Okay. I have a, I have a Fox in my cult named Nathan. Now, Nathan, Nathan sucks. Nathan decided at one point I came back after a run and he ran up to me oh. and he was like, you're a liar. Nathan does you, suck. <laughs> he's like, you're a liar and I'm going to tell everybody. And so then he started standing in the middle of the town square with a megaphone, just shouting at everybody oh, yeah. about how I was a liar. Nathan is <laughs> and, the worst. Yeah. And so I started spinning, like I would give a sermon and then I would come out like I would I would boost the loyalty of my followers mm-hmm. and then I would come out and I would tell Nathan, I would be like, shove it, like, let's kind of work through this. And he would like it would kind of do it, but not enough. Right. He would still keep going. And people would like talk about they'd be like, maybe Nathan's got a point. Like maybe mm. may I don't you know nip that in the bud. It was getting very like toxic. It, I was getting very close to something happening and I ended up throwing him in prison. And so now he's in a re-education program, but now he's in prison. And so people laugh at him because he's in prison. Right. But I'm also re-educating him at the same time. So we're on the right path. Mm -hmm. But like the opportunity there, I could have like my options were 
not, I mean, not limitless, but like I had a lot of options. I could ritualistically sacrifice him Why for the good of the cult. That sounds well, like I wanted to see a. if I could like, well, I want, he was one of my like more longstanding cult members. Uh-huh. I wanted to see if I could kind of like, but like people would be excited because I would be <laughs> like, oh, he's, he's, I'm sacrificing him for the, for the cult. And people would be like, oh, praise. Like we, we love you. Like, this is great. I could mm-hmm. literally like, I recently unlocked a thing where I could just murder him at any point oh, for no reason, not just him, anybody like, and preferably while they sleep. So nobody knows it happens, but right, in broad right. daylight, if I want to like, you know, it's, it's that kind of stuff. Like there's very obvious stuff where it's kind of like, you have to, you do have to kind of like set aside some of those yeah. moral things. Cause it's like, okay, like I'm in this position and like, yeah, the guy doesn't believe what I believe. And okay, maybe that's frustrating. But like, if I don't throw him in prison or kill him, it's going to really mess things up. Like, so I'm, I might have I a need riot to, on my hands. Right. So I need to take action. So they're very like obvious things. And yeah. then there's also like the not so obvious things coming from like a religious background that I have had like legitimate trouble with like thinking through. Okay. Um, specifically what comes to mind is like, basically whenever you, I can't remember, there's a lot of like religious terminology and I can't remember exactly like what leads to it, but essentially like you can unlock these doctrines that kind of like that essentially kind of like govern how your like cult members interact or like how they feel about certain things. And they're all very themed around things that whenever you think of it in like a religious context, like it makes you kind of uneasy. So it's Mm. like, you know, there's a, yeah. I mean, there's stuff where it's like, okay, um, there's a labor side of it. And the, the implication there being like, Oh, well, (laughs) you're, you basically like, I, I mean, you're the one being worshiped in this, like you're, you're pouring your energy into the one who waits. Like he is your God, but you are their God essentially. And so like, you know, they are, you're saying, Hey, you love me more when you work hard for less money. Exploitive volunteering. (laughs) Preferably the less money that I have to pay you, the more selflessly that you do this, the more love I feel. And there's stuff like that. There's stuff like, you know, the more like the more that you've, I mean, there's less like there's the more that you fast, the more mm-hmm. that you like give, the more that you like the less, um, there's all these kind of things that you kind of take that approach on. There's one for like law and order where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you obeying the rules means that you love me more like that kind of stuff. Mm. And so there's some of that, that does feel really icky whenever you put it in like a real life kind of context where I'm sitting there and I'm like, I know this isn't real life, but there is something that makes me feel weird about this. (laughs) Right. There is something that makes me feel weird about saying, okay, like, yes, I want to, I want you guys to want less and to give me more. Mm-hmm. And like that, like there is something, there is like a part of it. That, and I think that it's a really like, 
I think in a way, like it is a very brilliant kind of system because like, I don't think a lot of games like really make you think about some of those things. Yeah. Like, because in a way it does kind of, because like so many people, whenever they talk about religion are so like, they have been so strongly affected by it that mm-hmm. they want to make a point. Mm-hmm. Like they want to say, like they don't want to make it this subtle thing. They don't want to make it this like kind of thing where you're, they want to say like, no, this is the Catholic church and the Catholic yeah. church is bad. Like, you know, they want you to like know what they're trying mm-hmm. to say. They want there to be no gray area. But with this, it it's like, Hey, we're going to tell this like kooky story. It's animals and it's a cult. You're running a cult. But like, what if we wove in some actual real life religious stuff in here that makes you kind of be like, Oh, wait a second. <laughs> I don't like this. Like, uh, time out. Huh? <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, I mean, even outside of the context of religion, like it comes, I mean, in the same way that you think about like, sorry, there's a cat all over me. Um, they, the same way that you think about like, I mean, anything that you could potentially make an idol, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's like work or whether it's like, you, you know, your career or like these other things, like it does have that, it can feed into those Mm -hmm kind of things. And so like, I think that they're there, I think that is why it's getting so much positive, like praises because like the combat isn't anything special. Like yeah. the art style is not anything that hasn't been done before. Like it's neat. I like, it looks really good. The combat feels good. The story is interesting. Like there's nothing wrong with those elements, but it's not anything that's like revolutionary. The thing that is particularly interesting is just this simish aspects of interacting with these cult members and like balancing that, like that want to do like to be this benevolent leader Mm -hmm. who's actually doing things for the good of them, but also having to be malevolence and having to actively like sap things away from them and actively be like, well, legitimately I'm going to lose you all. If I don't just kill this guy while yep. he's asleep and like, what else can I do? <laughs> and like, and that was, that was where I was at was like, I was going on runs. Like he was actively preaching to the people in the town that I was a liar. I was going on a runs to get enough resources so I could build a prison. I was like, I have got to, because I was like, if I don't build a prison right now, I'm going to have to kill him. That is the only other option. Wow. And, and so it was like, in my mind, I was like, I'm saving his life. <laughs> gotta, I mean, yeah. I gotta, yeah. he's gotta go in the stockade he until he learns better. Yeah. Right. He, he's gonna, and it's also, I mean, like, and there are other options too, where it's legitimately like I recently learned a ritual of ascension. Amazing. Where like I can, I can ascend members of my congregation to like the higher plane of existence. You and send like them to the afterlife. You send them to the afterlife. You sacrifice them and yeah. send them to the afterlife. I could do that to Nathan. Despite him not believing in my afterlife, I could kill him and everybody be like, oh, praise Nathan's gone on to end. Yep. <laughs> and, it, and it's this, it is kind of horrible. Like it, but it is, it's really compelling and it's really interesting. And it's like, 
I'm enjoying it a lot for a lot of different reasons. Just like I like roguelikes. Mm. I like just that loop of things. Um, but I, I mean, the simish aspect of it is just really interesting too. And there's a lot of like neat stuff and there's a lot of just like, I mean, I mean, even beyond that, there's a lot of neat, just like town building elements mm-hmm. where it's like, you're, you know, you gotta have enough beds for these people right. and you want to have an outhouse so they don't poop everywhere. And like, Fair. you know, you're fulfilling their, like you're trying to fill their quests where it's like, I want to eat a bowl full of grass or you know or whatever and like can you make it for me and then you make it and then he's like sad about it like he's more virtuous but he's also like oh i don't feel so good um and so i don't know it's been it's been very interesting again like not super far in in the span of the game there Mm -hmm. are like it has a very like basic structure. It's like, Oh, go to these different areas. And they're like four bosses you have to beat to like do. And like, I've beaten one of the bosses. I'm in the second area. So it's not like I'm super, super far. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, it's good. Like I'm, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I was already sold on this game, Chris, and you have, I mean, when I say I'm already sold on, I've already bought it. Um, but you have already, I mean, like nailed in, I need it. And so, that is ob- yeah. objective one, beat out run rig. Objective two, start cold of the lamb. Oh yeah. It is um I'm enjoying it though. There's yeah. there yeah. are a lot of um there are a lot of like neat roguelike-ish mm-hmm. games. I don't know if you um recently this last week, I think, um Curse to Golf came out. I did see that. Um, yeah. Which was also something that like um I think it's kind of like I think it's generally positive. I don't know how the like overall kind of scope of view has been on it, but I mean, it's super neat, like golf rogue like game. Yeah. That's it's like, I mean, that's kind of, I've seen like the premise of it is he loves to golf so much that he gets cursed to call golf for the rest of his life. And now it's just this like rogue. This is what golf. he does forever. And that sounds like that is purgatory or hell. However you want to classify. Yeah. It. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, um, but I'm enjoying this. Who knows what I'm going to get up to after this. I don't know. We're moving into while we're in this or while I'm in this headspace, let's see what games are coming out soon. Corey game. Uh, poo Hmm. I mean, there's nothing really till, um, November. <clears throat> Oh, don't even. You dumb, dumb boy. It is. Okay, so what is today? The, the, we're in the mid to, we're in the middle of August. Okay, Saints Row. Are you kidding me? Comes out on Tuesday. Oh, wow. What? Oh, my God. Why am I not already playing that on Tuesday? Um, Soul Hackers, which I think has gotten like mixed reviews, but the persona lover in me is going to pick it up at some points. Um, Ooblets finally coming out in September. Um, Last of Us Part One, Corey, no. September second. <laughs> um, I will say, um, Soul Hackers Two looks good. Yeah. So, um, but then you got Splatoon Three. You got. Did you play Splatfest? Um, that was this weekend. No. I didn't play. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> I didn't. 
pain. Uh, poo poo. Oh mm. gosh. Um, How long does it go to? Is it just this weekend or does it go through like? I think it was Tuesday. just this weekend. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just this weekend. Uh, but then Overwatch 2. Mario Rabbit. You sold me on Splatoon three. Like I think yeah. I'm gonna get it. Gotham Knights. I'm not, I don't think I'm gonna Pokemon get it. Scarlet I am gonna get Violet. it. Yeah, yeah, you should. They're starting to drop more stuff um, with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. There's more stuff coming. We'll oh, yeah. get to we'll get to play some cool stuff soon, Corey. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else? Uh, I'm on book twelve of fourteen for Wheel of Time now. So good almost God. done. Almost done. Would you recommend that I, I mean, obviously this is not something that you're doing, but I'm in a place, I'm like, maybe I should get into Audible. Like, I did Audible maybe I should start like listening. Cause I just, I have, I cannot seem to like really nail down a physical reading routine, but I listen to so many podcasts and I'm like, maybe I could start checking off some books if I just listened to them. I don't know. It's a move. Uh, it's worth it, I'd say. Yeah, I don't know. I'll see. Um, but yeah, that's that's very impressive. That's like, what, 15,000 pages of reading that you've done? More, probably. In that series? Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Worth it, obviously. Very nice. Um, and are you going to watch the new Game of Thrones, Corey? I am. I'm missing it right now. I already missed yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we've we've missed it. Yeah. Um, I told my wife that we were going to watch it, and she said, "Not right now." Fair enough. Um, so so that's <laughs> that's what I got. You're like, Sounds good. Um, yep. Um, but yeah, Corey, if you don't have anything else, mm-hmm. um, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me over on Instagram at hash slinging thrasher, or over on Twitter at stay thrashy. But always follow us over on Twitter at arcade underscore cozy yeah boy uh you can find me at four point pixel on instagram at swiss fun joe on twitter Heck yeah. and uh you can find us at arcade cozy on instagram mm-hmm. uh cory yeah next week who knows what we're gonna talk about maybe i'll play Rumbleverse a little I, bit i hope so yeah i hope so <laughs> check that out um also, I'm gonna dip my toe back into some Two Point Hospital oh, pre yeah. me investing in on Two Point Campus. So we'll have yeah. some thoughts on that. Yeah, and also Saints Row Saints comes Row. on Tuesday, so Saints maybe Row. I'll be playing that. Who mm-hmm. knows? But yeah, until then, Corey, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should your hobbies be too? Hey, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Bye bye.